Welcome to Real Success with Steve Dennis. This is the first episode of Real Success. This is the podcast where we share inspiring stories based on relationships, encouragement, attitude, and the leading of self. We're so glad you can join us. And now, here's your host, Steve Dennis. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my very first episode of this particular podcast. I am thoroughly excited to, to be with you, and I'm so grateful that you have tuned in to hear this podcast. Uh, we're calling it Real Success with Steve Dennis. And again, basically, what you can expect from these uh, broadcasts, uh, these shows, is I'm going to be taking the word real and breaking it down. So for an example, the R will stand for relationship. The E, encouragement. The A, your attitude. And the L, the leading, how you lead well. In other words, your leadership capacity. And so you're going to hear a, a show that will cover either one of those four on an ongoing basis, okay? Not all the time in the same order, okay? However, today I will tell you that uh, we will be covering uh, relationship, a relationship principle today, and probably even some more next week as well, okay? So uh, again, just so happy and so grateful that you've uh, given me the time and the opportunity uh, to share some tools, tips, and techniques that I know without a doubt will add tremendous value to you. You know, another observation I want to make with you and share with you in regards to um, my podcast is very simply this, that you can also expect that there'll be times I will give you some practical things to do, practical steps to take, practical actions. And in other words, here's what I believe, that application of an insight leads to transformation. OK, and so I will be sharing with you some sharing with you some things that that will help you in your doing in life. In other words, how to be more effective in your doing in life. But on top of that, which I'm extremely excited about to, to be able to even share with you how I can distinguish the difference between the two. There are going to be some times on these shows that you're going to hear content, information, education. And oh, yes, by the way inspiration that will also help to enlighten and at the same time help to expand the level of your beingness. <laughs> I love it, right? Because many of us, we oftentimes have a, a, a you know, you know, a, a to-do list, right? A to-do list, but very, very seldom do we add to our to-do list a to-be list. Uh, just a, a reminder, you, you may need to be reminded of this from time to time. I don't know. I'm just kind of going out on a limb here now because someone who's listening to me right now may need to be reminded that we are called, we are considered human beings and not human doings, okay? So it's, it's that thing of balance, right? How can I balance myself where I'm not just getting so caught up in my doing that I forget to have a focus on my being. Okay, so today I want to talk to you about a teaching that me and along with my, my teaching partner, Faith Dennis, we've actually done for a nonprofit group for the past 
eight weeks. And I want to let that be the first that I share with you guys today on this show. And the title of this particular episode is Master Communication and You Manage Conflict. In other words, if I master communication, I'm more apt to manage conflict. Okay, and I believe you're going to you're going to really, uh, really enjoy some of the principles that we're going to share in regards to mastering communication so that you can manage conflict. Without a doubt, um, you're going to always have <laughs> right? Uh, as long as you live, you're going to always have to deal with some manner of conflict, um, be that in your personal life, your professional life with your kids, uh, regardless of their age, uh, with your parents, uh, and regardless of their age, you're going to always have, you know, deal with some type of conflict. But on top of that, what I believe is this, is if, if we can actually enhance the communication process, then managing the conflict becomes more, uh, more accessible and more at the same time, more effective as well. I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking of sometimes in my past life, especially before I became somewhat familiar with the importance and the skill set of communication. I remember times in my life where uh, since I, when I wasn't good at mastering communication, uh, conflict oftentimes had a tendency of getting out of hand. Let me give an example. Uh, you know, I, I bought my first car at the age of 15. Okay, right before I, and again, I just had learn learner's license, but I had been working since I was 11 years old. So again, I had my first car at the age of 15. Well, when I turned 16 and got my license, oh, I thought I was about halfway grown. I mean, I had a little small mustache, and um, oh man, that car gave me like a gave me like a benefit, or I had a blood bought right. I can go and come as I please. <laughs> and one of my biggest hassles that really bothered my mom on a regular basis is because of the fact that when I would leave the house, I would not tell her where I was going. And it, and when I so when I would get back, it really caused a lot of conflict. And that conflict continued to escalate for two years. Uh, what you don't know is that my father uh, was sick with Alzheimer's by the time I was 15. Actually, when I bought my car in the month of March, my dad had full-blown Alzheimer's by the month of May of that same year. And so, um, you know, again, at the same time, I'm a teenager. And uh, <laughs> it, was, it wasn't until I was 17 years old that my mom, that conflict continued to build for two years because of not having proper communication. And I'll never forget my mom one day. It was an emotional shock to me when she said to me with um, somewhat, with, with some tears in her eyes, because, again, now we're in our second year of, of having my dad at home and, and still trying to provide care, direct care to him and with him because of the Alzheimer's. And, and one day my mom said to me, you know, what if your dad got real sick? I have no way of knowing where you're at. And I depend on you, Steve. I, I, I need to know where you are, not because I'm trying to be nosy in your business. But what if your dad got sick? I would need you to be here to help me. And oh my goodness, that was the beginning of me realizing, oh wow, I have not been mastering or working on communication. And this conflict has continued to explode until my mom communicated in a very effective mastery way. And that conversation allowed me and helped me as a teenager 
to have a better management of that conflict. Okay, so let's dive into this teaching. I hope that story uh, put a smile on your face and also maybe perhaps even gave some, some of you some hope and even an insight because I think a lot of you can probably agree with me or identify with me that sometimes as teenagers, we really think that we... Um, Ah, yeah, that we're really grown, <laughs> you know, anyway, and I've keep in mind, I've raised three kids who are grown now. And literally, I saw a lot of myself when I was raising those three kids when they were teenagers. OK, but let's 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 dive in. OK, mastering communication so that I can manage uh, conflict. Now, I, I want to share this with you because of the fact that it's so it's so obvious that if we're not careful, um, especially as leaders, um, that sometimes only the leaders are giving liberty to express their anger. And, and you know, and if you're working, for, if you ever worked for a leader who felt like they had a, a right to express their anger, and then sooner or later, this kind of unhealthy environment can come back to haunt that leader. Okay. And, and again, when I say leader, uh, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. I'm not just talking about a leader on the job, but even a leader in the home as well. Right. So it's important that we in communication recognize that one of the biggest objectives that we have is to create a safe place for communication. If you're by any chance taking any notes, that may be worth jotting down. Okay, that in communication is it's vitally important to create safe places for communication. You can't really master communication and manage conflict if the place is not safe. Oh, how true. And, and, and again, I, I'm trusting that someone is hearing this right now and recognizing that maybe one of the biggest hangups or holdups of communicating with someone in your life that you need to communicate something very serious with is that they don't feel safe. And that is so vitally important to make sure the environment is safe. Okay. So the first principle principle I want to give you in regards to what does it take to master communication so that you can manage conflict is number one, uh, find it in your, within yourself to remain calm and gentle when you're confronting conflict. Okay. Remain calm and gentle when confronting conflict. Why is it important to remain calm? Why is it important to remain gentle when you're confronting conflict? Because your example, get this, your example will become contagious. <laughs> your example will become contagious. So whatever example you set will become contagious. Keep that in mind in regards to the first principle of how to master communication so that you can manage conflict. Well, you know as well as I do, it's important to make sure that you are activating what I call self-management. A lot of things at the, at the time of this recording, a lot of things are happening within our world right now. Uh, several different instances over the past, not even the last six months of police brutality and people are angry about that. Leaders are angry and other leaders are expressing themselves on social media about some of the things that are happening in our world right now. And, and people are making comments like, if you're not angry about this, something is wrong with you and that kind of thing. And, and my message to people is very simply this. Why is it that I'm choosing not to, to get extremely 
angry and verbally about things that I have no control over. Oh, there you heard it. Why? Because very simply, I recognize what I have control over and what I don't have control over. I don't have control over the of certain events in my life um, that happen in our, in our lives or that's happening in our world. I have no control over it. What I do have control over are my own thoughts, my own behavior, and my own images. Guess what, my friend? So do you. The, the three top things that we do have control over are our thoughts, our images, and our behavior. So my whole point is simply this. I choose to remain calm, okay, and gentle when having to deal with conflict. Do I do it all the time? Uh, extremely well? Oh, no. <laughs> I have to work on myself. Here's a principle for you. Work harder on yourself than you do on anybody else. Work hard on yourself. Then you work on your job. And if you work hard on yourself, making yourself better, working on your skill set than you do on anybody else, than you do on your job, then my friend, guess what? You will never be without a job because you're constantly always doing something to make the proper improvements on yourself. But I love this piece. Your example will become contagious. If you practice the principle of remaining calm and gentle when having to, to confront a conflict. Number two, the second principle I want to share with you today is to speak wisely. Speak wisely when, having, when you're having to confront a conflict. Speak wisely. Making sure that your information that you're speaking is truthful and accurate. Oh, how important that is. Vitally important to speak accurately and truthfully. Make sure that your information is, is truthful and accurate. So be wise in your speaking. And that's a cha that, that challenges you and I to be more of a thinker before we speak, right? To think before we speak. Oh my goodness, I have many examples in my life where I did not think before I spoke, especially in raising my three kids when they were younger. And, and here's my whole point. And again, I say my three, but I have two daughters and a son. And, and oh my goodness, it was my son that I think I did the most. I violated these principles more with the son than I did with the daughters, okay? Did it with all three, but oh my goodness. It was it was very, very noticeable with the son, especially <laughs> when he was 13, 14 and even 15. My whole point is simply this. But it dawned on me one day that not speaking wisely and not making sure that my information was truthful and accurate literally brought a barrier within our relationship that I had to go back later on to process with my son to remove that barrier. That barrier was blocking the effectiveness of our sending and receiving our communication. So I submit to you how important it is to speak wisely, making sure that your information is truthful and accurate. Number three, I love this. Use your words. Okay, and we're talking about mastering communication so that you can manage conflict. Use your words. To foster healing. Use your words to foster healing. Fix the problem and not the blame. 
Oh, if I had a microphone in my hand, I'd drop it. <laughs> okay. Use your words to foster healing. Fix the problem and not the blame. You know, as well as I do, if, if I'm constantly blaming someone, like I did a few times with my son growing up, when he was growing up, blaming him, using words that, that was fostering more hurt. Let me give an example. My son, when he was 13 years old, I was a typical father, I guess you might say, but I was allowing some of his behavior to really get under my skin. And it was almost on a, on a weekly and sometimes a daily basis where we were going back and forth. Pick up your clothes. Let the toilet seat down. Don't put, you know, push the toilet seat up, whatever the case may be. Just how about, you know, homework assignment. I, I was at his school on a regular basis because of either you know behavior issues or, or report card issues. Parent conferences. That was a new phrase for me with my son that I did not have with my two daughters. And by the way, don't tell him that I said that on his podcast, okay? <laughs> but anyway, here's my whole point is that during all of that, I, I you know, I, I got into a point, I got I got into a point where my words were not fostering healing. I did not realize that behind the scenes that my son was also going through a, an extremely uh, tough case of, of low self-esteem. I had no idea that he was also being bullied at school. Um, and I also did not know or realize that from time to time he would take some of his mom's medication to school and sell, a, a sell the pills for $15 a pop. Just a lot of stuff that was going on. Okay. And I had to really learn the importance of not using words that would continue to place blame on him. But how can I use my words to foster healing, fix the problem? Let's communicate. Let's talk and not the blame. By the way, before I go to the next point, one of the processes that I use that really helped to fix the problem. And I invite you, I've been sharing this for, with a lot of my audiences, okay? And I highly invite you to consider this particular uh, process. I had what is called a heart talk with my son. And what it simply means is I, I took a, a stuffed heart, a stuffed heart, and I said to him at one of those moments in his life where he had a real rough patch and he was very down and out and real low. And I shared with him, I said, son, I'm, gonna, I'm, about, I'm about to place my heart in your hand. Once my heart is in your hand, son, you can say whatever you want to say to me and get off as much get off get off your get off of your chest as much as you need to share or say to me. And I will know that you're done when you place my heart back in my hands. That day, I allowed him to do something I had never done before. You see, when there's relationship barriers and the conflict continues to escalate then communication de-escalates. And so this was an, a, a different process that my son was not even accustomed to having with me in the relationship with his father. For the first time, I'm going to allow him to say whatever he wants, however he wants to say it. I won't judge him, nor the promise is, as long as my heart is in your hand, I will not interrupt you on what you say. And my role is to not become defensive or even to take personally what you have to say. Now, was that tough? Oh, yes, my friend. It was very tough because 45 to 50% of some of the things that my son was sharing 
the pressure that he was dealing with in life was coming from me, was coming from me. And after he finished sharing, because he was he was very emotional, he placed my stuffed heart back in my hand. His conversations towards me went on for about 35 minutes, nonstop. My reply back to him was less than 10 minutes with a new dedication and a new commitment. I want to help. I want to help to be a part of the solution and no longer continue to be part of the problem. So number four, the fourth principle, stay teachable. <laughs> stay teachable. My friend, if you want to really master communication to manage conflict, stay teachable. Be open to correction and get this quick to apologize when wrong. <laughs> oh, yes. That day after the heart talk, I apologized to my son. I said, you know, because of my ignorance and how unfair I was to you, some of the things that you're sharing with me today, I did not know. I apologize and I give you my word that I'm going to do everything I can in my power to not allow some of these things to happen again. So be quick to apologize. Stay teachable, my friend. Please hear that principle, okay? How do you manage? How do you master communication so that you can manage conflict? Stay teachable and be open to correction. Don't assume that you do know it all. <laughs> be open to correction and quick to apologize when wrong, when you are wrong. I had to apologize. I, I, I had to be willing to be teachable, to connect with this, with this particular individual who had a whole a different personality than his two sisters on a level that was effective and efficient for him. Oh my goodness. I'm running out of time, but I have a lot more to share with you about that. It's just, it's amazing. By the way, okay, okay, real quick. Let me give it to you. It's, it's a podcast, okay? Let me give it to you. So, so let me share with you. Out there in podcast land, let me tell you what I did. I just shared this other day with, a, with another group, okay? What I did that same day, I said, son, in the next three months, I want us to sit down again. We're going to sit down and talk on a regular basis, but in three months, I even made a date. I put the date down. And so on this particular day, I want us to sit down for 45 minutes to an hour. And I want to give you a question that you can, that you can be thinking about up until those three months. Every day, look at this question when you get a chance to, but I want you, in other words, I want you to, I'm, I'm going to give you the question that I want you to ask me three months from now. I gave him the question and sure enough, we kept anticipating three months later, it was the summer and once the summer was over, right before school started, we sat down and he was able to ask me this particular question. And this question, my friend, I'm about to give you that I gave my son. I have shared this process in my speaking business with every sector of business that you can imagine. I'm talking executives. I'm talking top executives. I'm talking managers, bosses. I'm talking owners of companies, armed forces. I One of the 
one of the most powerful testimonies I got came from uh, a, a gentleman in, in the city of Albany who was a, an FBI agent. And he shared with me, he said, Steve, that particular exercise, I did it with my 21-year-old son. He said, Steve, we have had a wedge in our relationship for the past six years. And when I took that question to my 21-year-old son, Steve, it literally changed the scope of our relationship. We're speaking again. We're talking again. And it came because of that question. He said, Steve, whatever you do, please share that exercise with more people. So you're, you're here with me on this podcast, the very first one. And I can't wait to share it with you. That day, what I did with my son, I said, son, that, that, the question is very simple. This, I want you to ask me in three months. Here's the question. Dad. No, no. Okay. Let me, <laughs> let me back up. The question was this, son, what are you learning from my life? There it is. There it is. What are you learning by watching my life? That was the question. And sure enough, three months have gone, had gone by. We're sitting down, we're talking. And, 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 I, and, and I asked him, okay, I said, okay, son, here it is. Here's the question. I'm going to ask you the question. I gave, I gave you the question, but I'm going to ask it of you now. What have you noticed? What have you been learning by watching my life over the last three months? And I won't give you the answer to what he gave me. All I can tell you is this. That question took our relationship to the very next level. And beyond. He's 25 years old now. He's he's blessed me with my very first granddaughter who will turn a year old this year in 2020. And they have a second child on the way at the time of this recording. My whole point is very simple. This I could not have. I could not ask for a better relationship with a son that I have now that basically got its brand new inception of beginning again. From that time when he was 13 years old, I'm talking to you today about mastering communication so that you can manage conflict. Point number five. Oh, I love this. OK, gang, here we go. <laughs> number five. It gets better. OK, <laughs> you're probably thinking that stay teachable, Steve. Be open to correction. That's apologize. What are you talking about here? OK, yeah. All right. Can be challenging. But guess what? At the same time, it's necessary and it makes a difference. These relationship principles do make a difference if you work the principles, okay? Number five, add value to everyone, even when you disagree. <laughs> add value to everyone, even when you disagree. There are going to be times that you might disagree, but still have, have, find a way of adding value. My suggestion to you when it comes down to mastering communication so that you can manage conflict is to make up in your mind today that you're going to be a value adder and not a value subtractor. Oh, I love that. Right? I mean, maybe some someone who's listening to me right now, you can you, you, all of a sudden it has showed up in your awareness that in your life you have kind of made more of a practice out of devaluing people or devaluing a situation uh, because you take something personally from somebody. My challenge or my suggestion to you today is what would happen if you decided up until now you make up, you made up in your mind that you're going to be a value adder, 
even when you disagree with somebody. It's called learning how to separate. Guess this now. Learning how to separate the being from the behavior. And then number six, as we get ready to come to a close. Speak words, my friend. Here we go. The sixth principle of how to master communication so that you can manage conflict is to speak words. Speak words that spread knowledge and understanding. Speak words that spread <laughs> like your butter on a toast, a peanut butter and jelly on a sandwich. <laughs> spread knowledge and spread understanding. Oh, I hope you're here. I hope you're catching the spirit of what I'm sharing with you today. I'm, I'm get, I've, I've taught this lesson for probably uh, 20 different times, but I'm, I get excited every time I share it because I recognize how, how authentic and how true it really is that when you and I speak words that spread knowledge and understanding, it helps us to master communication. Not to have miscommunication, but to master communication and to manage the conflict so that the conflict does not manage you. Okay? Speak words in the midst of it that spread knowledge and understanding. And I, you know, I have some examples, but I'm running out of time. I'm quite sure in your own life. That you may even have some as well of moments and times where you have done, where you've been effective in speaking words that spread knowledge and understanding. Now, if you were like me and had a, a old-timey, strong raising from a, a parent, like my mom. My mom is my, still my hero. She transitioned in 95, but she's still teaching me. And my mom was, was a pro at speaking words that spread knowledge and understanding. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to become a communication pro, a communication professional. If you master the communication, my friend, as a professional, you will also manage the conflict. Okay, thank you for being a part of my very first show. I'm excited. I have a lot more to go. I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to visit the website at www.steveadennis.com. You can follow on Facebook and Instagram. Please subscribe to the podcast via Facebook, YouTube, and Spotify at stevedennis1.podbean.com. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday for new episodes. Thank you so much for listening. See you on the next episode.